Well, hey, everybody, welcome back to another week of Amen, Brother Ben. This is the podcast that keeps you focused on God and acting like Jesus. Today and for the rest of the week, I want to get specific about um, turning the page from what we've been talking about, identifying uh, the nonsense, the fake news that you as a Christian need to be on the lookout for, to how do we respond from that? How could we be proactive in uh, putting up some uh, spiritual bull filters? We'll talk about it. Can I say BS? I almost said BS filter. And I know that most of you listening would be like, would be, know exactly what I'm talking about. I wouldn't be offended by that. I don't want to offend anybody because I abbreviated a naughty word. But if you get offended by me saying BS, just remember my initials are BS. So I can kind of swap those things out interchangeably. It's just my BS filter. <laughs> How about that? Anyway, I think that we can move beyond these silly little things, by the way. This is what I love about... Uh, some of a lot of you that I get to come in contact with, whether it be my church people, whether it be podcast people or community people that get to have some spiritual discussions. Um, we don't find little things to get offended by, you know, we, we keep it real. We keep it a hundred. Okay. I'm sorry. I'll never say that again, but you know what I mean? We, we, we're not looking for a reason to go, Oh, how dare you? But we do need to be aware of more important things. And I think that's key, right? Not being offended by the little stuff, but making sure that the right things offend us and call us to something better. That's why we've spent the last two months worth of sermons and podcasts talking about these counterfeit Christianities, these fake news uh, type beliefs. And Sunday, you could watch the live stream and in a couple of days, the edited sermon will be up. Although there were some audio issues with that, I'm still going back to try to fix that. Uh, so if you're going back to listen to the live stream, sorry in advance for that. But um, I began to talk about the biblical reaction to not just, and I think this can be applied to false teachings in in the church, but also just could be in life, right? Like like nonsense, like BS, if you will, in, in real life. There is... Uh, certain ways that we can react to that that are more biblical and uh, more effective and more fruitful. And so uh, I want to walk through those uh, this week. And I started to outline these a little bit on on Sunday. But, you know, first, we have to make sure that we are proactively building up the good things in our life, right? Good, Most good things, most worthwhile things, most lasting things don't just happen. They're not something you just gain by osmosis. It's not something that just falls together, you know, randomly. Um, you have to put some intentional effort into it. And we have to make sure that we are proactively finding the good things that we come across in our lives. By the way, all good things come from above. So this is, the, while it may seem outside of church and outside of God, nothing is outside of God. And so any good thing in your life that God sends your way, if you think it's something worthwhile and something that's that's uh, worth having in your life, you've got to build it up and then you have to protect it. That's just how it is because in the fallen, broken world that we live in, uh, the good things are going to be under attack and they're going to be 
torn down by uh, the accuser, by our enemies. And so uh, we need to make sure that we are proactively building up the good. And the first step in that process is to dedicate ourselves to prayer, right? Because this is not just something through physical means, right? Yes, there are good things that you should um, you should protect physically. Good example. Um, and, and not everybody might be like, you know, not everybody might agree with me or be comfortable with this. But I own a firearm, about to own another one. But I have, I've had one. Uh, it's, it's for basically home protection. I take it out every once in a while and practice and shoot it. But it's, uh, it's a big shotgun uh, pump action so that the will scare away anybody that maybe uh, is coming, that, that maybe that will deter them. But I have it in a, in a special place in my house away from the uh, prying fingers of my lovely children. Uh, but my five-year-old son saw that the other day. He was finding his way into the nooks and crannies of our house, as he does. And he, he saw, from a safe distance, uh, my, my shotgun. He said, Daddy, why do you have a gun? And I told him, well, I have one to protect you and to protect your our family, just in case any, because he's big into superheroes. So I said, in case any bad guys ever come around here, I'll be able to protect you because I don't have superpowers. And he's like, oh, okay. That is a physical way that we protect something good, a.k.a. my family. But even more than having a having a gun is not going to protect my family from most of the things that are coming after it. Having um, a, suit of, a suit of armor, we just, my kids were just watching, uh, one of the older Avengers, Age of Ultron, where he's trying to, quote, build a suit of armor around the world, Iron Man is. And that only protects from certain things. But the, the war that most believers are in, whether they realize it or not, is a spiritual war. Um, and so we have to proactively build up the good things in our life through dedicated prayer. We have to solve spiritual problems and uh, fortify spiritual defenses with spiritual means, which means that even more so than having a gun, even more so than uh, encrypting passwords on your computer or having a, a code on your phone so that somebody can't hack your phone, you need to be dedicating yourselves to prayer, prayer for all the good things in your life. And and so whether that means uh, setting reminders, whether that means holding aside time in your day where you don't do other things and you sit down with your notebook, with your note, you know, with your little journal. I know you're like, I'm a grown man. I don't journal. Learn how to do it. It's, it's, it's not like dear, you don't have to put it in a flowery diary with a little key lock on it. You can just write down the things that you are praying for. And we have to pray the right prayers. I'm not saying that there are certain codes you got to unlock, but we have to make sure that we are praying in a way that's powered by the Holy Spirit. And so there are tons of great examples of that throughout the Bible. I read a couple on, on Sunday. I found another good one that uh, I just want to use for an example. If you're trying to build up something good, like let's say a, a friendship, a relationship, whether that be dating or otherwise, or, or any other type of a person in your life, for instance, uh, you can pray some of the prayers in Ephesians 1. For example, in Ephesians 1.15, it 
the Apostle Paul says to the church in Ephesus, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he you, the riches of his glorious inheritance. And he goes on to say that all he starts talking about is God's power. And he says that power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead. And he said, that's the same power that's available to you. So, so Paul wanting so many good things for people that he loves and cares about asks God to communicate to them. And I, by the way, I think that's a big one because uh, there are well, actually a handful of people in my life right now that are that are going through stuff, that are struggling, and and I feel almost powerless to do anything about it. Kind of because I am, because physically, I cannot intervene. Physically, I cannot fix their situation. It's relational, or it's mental, or or it's it's, it's some other type of spiritual thing that I can't get up one morning and get in my car and go fix. And so I have to pray. Praying is not only the best defense and offense, but it's the only move that I have. And I, while there's a lot of these things still up in the air, I was really encouraged because one of those situations texted me this week. It had been a couple weeks, but I had I'd just been praying for them. I hadn't even been texting and asking. You know, I, I'd sort of said my piece, let them know I was there for them. And I just prayed and said, Lord, I, I can't do anything about this. I need you to intervene. And he, and it, and just the other day, I just got some response saying, here's what God's doing. And, and, and God began to show me and, and offer me ways for me to actually physically do something about it through them. But I know that God was the one that put that together. And so what I'm telling you here this morning is, or this afternoon, whenever you listen, is to make sure that you are dedicating yourselves to praying for the good things, whether it be people in your life, whether it be jobs, situations, um, that you are building up the good things in your life. Uh, and, and yes, do physically things that can help. But before you do that, before you jump into action, pray. Get guidance from the Holy Spirit of God to show you what you need to do. And sometimes you just need to pray. If you have any questions about it, amenben.com. We'll see you more tomorrow.